spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Well, when I think about the independent producer, it doesn't matter if you've been in it for 40 years or for four days. Uh, there is a protocol and a process that sort of has to happen. People don't know. You can call yourself a farmer, but when it comes to the federal government, you have to have what we call as a farm and or track number. Right. It's like a tax ID number. Right. And I had no idea. Add that to the long list of things I didn't know. Probably should have known growing up down there in farm country. Farmers all around us. Farmers in the family had no idea you had to do that. A lot of things you don't know, and you learn. And we'll learn some things over the course of the next few minutes. Arthur Tripp, you heard there. Arthur Tripp, appointed by President Biden as the state executive director of the USDA's Farm Service Agency, and he's in town today. Going to be speaking at the University of Georgia this afternoon, speaking with uh, some ranchers from around the state. Uh, a livestock resources meeting for Georgia livestock producers. Uh, one o'clock, yeah, one o'clock this afternoon, the UGA Garden Classroom, Botanical Garden, South Millage Avenue. Arthur Tripp, thanks for your time this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to your listeners. Thanks for the opportunity. First of all, tell me about the USDA, the Farm Services Agency. I guess we know about the USDA. What is the Farm Service Agency? Yeah, in many ways, uh, we have two primary missions. Uh, the first is that we serve as a bank, you know, so for folks looking to get into agriculture or folks who are currently in agriculture, uh, we offer low interest rate loans for things such as capital, uh, land, equipment, operating costs. Uh, that's very important. Uh, as you know, input costs are high, and it's really hard to get into the agricultural industry. Uh, so that's one half of our house. The second half, and perhaps the most important half, uh, and this is what we'll be talking about uh, this afternoon with our livestock producers, is that we administer federal programs that are made available to help assist our producers. Uh, for example, what we'll be talking about today is our Livestock Disaster Assistance Program. What happens in the event that disaster strikes? What happens in the event that we get into drought conditions? Uh, our agency here in Georgia obligates over a billion dollars annually that goes directly to the producer at no cost to the producer uh, because we know how critical it is. Uh, food security is national security, and we want to do our part to help our producers and our ranchers across the state. So, again, uh, meeting with these folks 1 o'clock this afternoon, the UGA Garden Classroom, Arthur Tripp with the USDA. You know, I, I, as I said, I grew up down there in South Georgia. Row crops, peanuts and cotton, as far as the eye can see down there, soybeans and corn and all the rest of it. You get up to this part of the state, and you talk agriculture, it's a different conversation. You're talking about a lot of, I don't know, poultry production, uh, production for example. But we kind of lose sight of, and maybe you can give us some context for just how much of this goes on in Georgia, uh, the, the ranching the cattle, the, 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 the pigs and the hogs and such. How big a chunk of the Georgia ag budget, if you will, is that? Well, it's a sizable portion. Uh, and when you look at agriculture as a whole, as you know, one in seven jobs in this state are agriculturally related. But when you think about our livestock producers, they're, they're spread all across the state. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I was down in the uh, southeast corner of the state a couple months ago engaging with uh, a cattlemen's association. I was up in Washington, Georgia, uh, dealing with the cattlemen. So we've got a, a great amount spread across, and as you mentioned, particularly North Georgia. I was in the North Georgia and Union in Gilmer County last week meeting with some of our producers. So livestock is very much present in the state. 
Uh, livestock has a has a very important role in the agricultural industry and, and the ecosystem. Uh, and I just want to mention, if I may, the most important thing that we will cover today is what happens when you get into dry and drought conditions. Uh, there are a lot of federal programs that we have, as I mentioned, as I think you played the clip earlier, uh, that are automatically triggered in the event that we get into a drought status. And that's happened before. It happened last uh, last summer. And so it's so important that producers, it doesn't matter if you produce livestock, if you're a row uh, crop producer, it's so important that our uh, folks across this state are aware that they need to self-report their status. Uh, our, our folks can go to farmers.gov and download the app or just input your information on the website because that's the best indicator that we have of what goes on and, and how we need to manage our programs uh, for your respective areas. You know, I heard you at Arthur Tripp, the USDA, I heard you in some conversation the other day talking about some of these programs that are available to the farmers in yeah. Georgia, the, the row crop farmers, the poultry folks, the, the livestock folks, the, the federal funding and assistance that is available to them. You talked about how in some instances that can make the difference in whether you continue to be a farmer and become a farmer in the first place. Uh, talk about that, and especially with the context of getting people, young people, the future of farming into farming. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, you know, when you start farming, there are things that go on and that may affect your operation at no risk to yourself. I mean, even right now, our state is experiencing devastating storms. I received a couple of images last night of hail uh, touching down and being the size of my fist uh, across this state. And so when disaster happens and disaster strikes, a lot of times our producers may not have enough margin to bring them through. They may have may not have enough resources to recover from disasters. Uh, so we do have the programs. I just want to mention one in particular. Uh, it's called our Pandemic Assistance Revenue Program. It's a program that we brought online because we know producers were greatly affected by COVID, greatly affected by the pandemic. So if you are a producer in this state and you have experienced a 15% or greater loss in revenue as a result of that pandemic, we need to know about it. Uh, we've got about 64 offices that are spread across this state. Our territory is literally in the entire state of Georgia. We have a local service center that services your area. It's so important to build a relationship with that local office and to go in and to sit down to talk about your operation so that our staff, can also walk you through what programs are available to you. But the one in particular, like I mentioned, was the PARP, the Pandemic Assistance Revenue Program, uh, and, and we uh, doled out millions of dollars to help support our producers. So we are there in the event that disaster strikes, and we want to do what we can to help. Arthur Tripp, the USDA. Uh, speaking of pandemics, uh, a listener up in Franklin County sent me this note just now. Then this is, an, I, I call it a pandemic, I guess, in the deer population, this chronic wasting disease, I gather, uh, already next door in Alabama and Florida. Are, are there concerns, it's about half the country dealing with this now, are there concerns about that CWD, chronic wasting disease, jumping, if you will, from deer to cattle? You know, I haven't been briefed in on that. I have heard it. Uh, I've read a couple of articles about it. I know that that's given some consternation, particularly to our, to our producers, uh, like to, as you mentioned, up in that, that corner of the state. Uh, that's something that we're vigilant on. I think that um, if, if there are deeper concerns, that perhaps we need to set up a meeting and learn more to figure out how can we, uh, as USDA, be responsive where we can uh, about that issue.
Getting young folks into farming, as I said, that is the future of farming. I've had the occasion to ask a couple of ag commissioners over the years about that, uh, Gary Black most recently. Uh, Would you encourage young folks, you're still young yourself, by the way, would you encourage young folks to go into farming now? I mean, the obstacles are such, the risks are such, the challenges are such, and the mom-and-pop family farms are kind of an anachronism now. It's a big corporate thing now. Is there room for anybody to get into farming? Absolutely. I mean, you're exactly right. It is hard and it is tough. But again, we go back to my central component. Food security is national security. Uh, There's a stat out there in an article that indicates that within the next 10 years, within the next 10 years, nearly 50 percent of our agricultural producers in this country will reach retirement age. That's very scary. And so we've got to find innovative pathways to get younger people involved and engaged in farming. You know, we have a whole host of low-interest rate loan products, as I mentioned before, to help ease the burden to get young people involved in agriculture. Uh, the federal programs that we have hopefully will help ease the burden of, of staying in agriculture. Uh, we have another, our sister agency here within the USDA, uh, the, the Rural Development. Uh, they have a lot of programs as well. So we think that the USDA has a whole host of programs to ease the way into the agriculture to help you stay in agriculture. But if that's an interest, we need to know. You know, you think about it. It's hard to find land and even finance land, but we have low interest rate loans that can help you acquire that land. We have micro loans. Say, for example, you want to start small. You can come to us. We can go through the process and hopefully get you a micro loan, which is $50,000 or less, just to get you started. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we are trying to do really hard uh, to get more people involved in agriculture because uh, we have to produce. We have to have food to eat. <laughs> talk about the resource in closing here. Talk about the resource down there at the University of Georgia, that College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences. What does that provide for us? Yeah, they do a wonderful job. You know, UGA's College of Ag, uh, you know, extension. Uh, their extension service, in my opinion, is, is second to none in this country. Uh, they do a great job. Say, for example, there's somebody who needs a little bit more of a technical assistance or someone is interested in learning more about soil types or learning how to cultivate a certain plant. You know, here's the thing that's very important. Before you just buy some land and start planting, you need to know what that land is suitable to produce. And that's where the UGA Extension Office can come in and be helpful. We partner with them greatly. Uh, in fact, we are, we're partnering with the University of Georgia right now, who I used to work with, by the way, uh, we're partnering with them right now to reduce the average age of farmers in the state. We're going to go around the state and, and start installing some large-scale community gardens to get more young people. And I'm thinking, you know, K through 12 and, mm. and young college kids, get people more turned on to agriculture early uh, in hopes that they'll stay involved and stay invested. Man, Arthur Tripp going to be at the University of Georgia's Garden Classroom, South Millage Avenue, part of the Bot Garden Complex. At their 1 o'clock this afternoon, a meeting to focus on federal programs of Available specifically, and that's the focus of this meeting, meeting with the ranchers, the livestock folks in Georgia, meeting with them 1 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, Best of luck moving forward. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks for the opportunity. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.